Jesus, you are more worthy than we understand. We know that you gave your life on the cross. I'm sure we do not understand all that you gave, all that you gave up, all that you offered to the Father, all that you have given and paid for to us. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive blessing and honor and glory and power and strength and majesty and beauty. Worthy is the Lamb to receive the worship of heaven and earth, angels and humans. Worthy is the Lamb to open the scrolls, the Word of God. You are worthy to dispense justice. You are worthy to forgive sin and pour out the bowls of wrath because you are the only one who would do it perfectly. You misjudge nothing because you obey perfectly. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. You are worthy because you obeyed perfectly. You are worthy because you offered yourself as a sacrifice. The only acceptable sacrifice to God. Because you are the only perfect one. Thank you for offering up your body and your blood. Thank you for giving us your righteousness. Thank you for giving us your teaching. Thank you for shepherding us. Thank you for being our King and Savior, our Lord and Master. Thank you for being our teacher. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you that you did not leave us alone, but that you became flesh. You put your word into a body. You did not just give us instructions or distant commands, but you came to be with us, to show us how to do it. We bless your holy name, Jesus. We bless you, God. We praise you, Lord. Lord, you said that if the Son of Man would be lifted up, you would draw everyone to yourself. So we lift you up now. We hallow your great name. We honor you. You deserve our appreciation. You deserve our affection. You deserve our thanks. You deserve our obedience. You deserve our time and our money and our attention. You deserve more praise and thanksgiving than we know how to give. All of eternity will not be enough to praise your glory. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Praises to the Son of God. Hosanna, join with angels singing. Worthy is the Lamb of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for calling us into your house. Thank you for accepting us. We come just as we are without one plea but that your blood was shed for us and that you bid us come. Lord, we have no righteousness in and of ourselves, no hope of qualifying to come before you except the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that opened a new and living way for us to come to the throne of our Father. Thank you for purchasing a new covenant in your blood. Thank you that we're not bound in the law that we cannot fulfill in hopeless bondage to sin. But you have set us free and filled us with life. 
Thank you, Father, that you made a way. Thank you, Jesus, for your broken body and your spilled out blood. Thank you for your resurrection, our hope of eternal life. We bless you, Lord. We praise your name. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, your spirit and your bride say come. Come, Lord Jesus, and establish your kingdom. Your bride needs you, Lord. Your bride says with your spirit, come, Lord Jesus, come and inherit the throne of your father David. Come and bring justice and truth and righteousness to the earth. Lord, we don't want anything this world offers. We only want you, your presence and your government and your love and your righteousness is all that matters. Come and take the throne. Be enthroned on our praises, Lord. Establish your government on the earth. We look for your return, Lord. We don't want to be like Lot's wife that's looking back. We don't want to be the virgins that were unprepared. We don't want to be caught, surprised. Because you warned us enough. Do not be asleep. So, Lord, we watch and we pray for your return. Your bride longs for you to be with you, to be one with you, to see you and to know you, for you to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come and bring your throne to Jerusalem. Lord, your word says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, so we bless Jerusalem. We bless the nation of Israel and the people of Abraham. Lord, we ask for peace. In that land, we ask for your grace and your blessing. Because there is your heart. There will be Jesus' earthly throne. Ruling the entire world. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray that your spirit would fall on the Jewish people, Lord. That you would bring them into your church. That you would make us one perfect man. That there would no longer be the Jew and Gentile division. That they would not reject their Messiah but that there would be salvation, revival, move of the Spirit. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, you are establishing your kingdom through your church. Start right here, Lord, in this room. Build your throne in our own hearts. We bow our will to your will. We bow our will to your word. We say yes and amen to every command and every promise. Your kingdom come, Lord, in every individual heart in this room, in us as a congregation. May we house your Holy Spirit. May we be your ambassadors, your government representatives in our lives in this valley. Lord, unify us so that you can anoint us. Shine your light on us. Lord, we are just one congregation in this valley. Lord, we bless all our sister churches where Jesus is worshipped. In Union and Cove and Embler and Somerville and Elgin and LaGrande and Island City, Lord. There really is only one church, the church of Jesus Christ. Lord, make us one. We want to be truly unified, supporting each other, praying for one another, knowing one another even 
in activity and even in finances and in prayer and serving one another, Lord. Unify your church. Prepare your bride. Establish your government. May we be a city on a hill, a lamp on a stand. For those lost in darkness would see your spirit in us. That they would know that we have been with you. That they would know there is light and truth in your people. Lord, your church, not just here in this valley, but all around the world. Sunday is almost over in most of the world, and all of your church has met around the globe already this morning, and we get to join our song. At the end of the day, here we are, joining our voices to your song, to your praise, to your worship. Thank you that we are one church, one Lord, one spirit, one baptism in Jesus Christ. We bless our missionaries that are establishing your kingdom where you have called them. Grace and peace to them. Lord, may they be fruitful in establishing your kingdom, in furthering the tent pegs of your house, reaping in the harvest into your bins. We truly are all one in you. Thank you that this congregation, this church, gets to reach around the globe through these connections, these relationships, the support that you've given us to do. We want to see your kingdom come and your will be done. Lord, we pray for our own country. Our main export is sin. We ask for your mercy on America. Have mercy on us, Lord. You said to pray for kings and all those in authority. So we pray for our president. Lord, we ask you to have mercy on him. We ask you to save his soul, to forgive his sin, bring him into relationship with you. We ask you to perform your will through him, through his office. Not his will or any political parties or any person here. Your will, Lord. Your will be done. Your kingdom come through our president. We bless him in Jesus' name and we speak grace and peace to him. In our Congress, Lord, we ask that they would legislate righteousness and not wickedness. We ask that you remove corrupt people and put righteous people in who will not codify sin, but who will legislate righteousness. Lord, remove the corrupt and put in righteous people who would serve you and the people of this country instead of themselves. Lord, we bless our courts, Supreme Court, as they hear an abortion case this week. Lord, we ask for righteousness to come from the seat of judgment. Lord, no matter how the murderers scream, we ask that you would bring righteousness to our country in our law system. That there would not be more blood guilt on our nation. There would not be one more baby die paying for our own selfishness and greed. Would we ask for your grace in Salem on our governor and our state legislature and our state courts, Lord? Save us from wicked people with wicked ideas. Establish righteousness in the government in Salem. Lord, remove those who would export sin, who would establish wickedness in our state. 
Put in people who will be salt and light, who will speak truth, who will govern righteously and justly according to your word and your will. Lord, we ask for your government in our county and in our schools. Lord, may the schools be your tools and not tools of Satan to ruin our kids' lives. Lord, put your people in the classroom, in the student body and in the faculty and the bus drivers and the school board. Lord, your people who are in the right place at the right time. For kids who are living in hell and don't know why they should care about math. And they just need somebody to tell them the truth. To tell them that you love them. That their family situation is not the way it's supposed to be. Lord, they're broken. They're hurting. They're ruined. And their only hope is you. Put your people in our schools, Lord. To bring your kingdom to these kids that are so lost. Put in people who will take care of them. Lord, we are a nation who has done much sin. We have exported uncalculable evil. We deserve a worse fate than Sodom. But like Abraham, Lord, we ask you to remember the righteous. That you have a church in America. That there has been much good also. We ask you to forgive our nation's sin. And treat us according to your mercy and the righteousness that you have worked through us and not according to our sin. We ask for mercy. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for salvation and revival in our country. Not a return to anything in the past, but a moving forward into your kingdom. Lord, forgive our wickedness and have mercy on our country. Give us this day our daily bread, Lord. We have our needs. Every person here has financial needs, material needs, repair bills and tax bills. They don't know how they're going to pay. Lord, we give them to you right now. We thank you that you are a father who provides. You are a shepherd who leads us to green grass and still waters. You know what we need when we need it, and you have never failed to provide. Forgive us for worrying about the future. We're wondering how you will do this or taking matters into our own hands and not waiting on you or not obeying when you say to move. Lord, we consume more money and food every day than we need and we squander our time, but you are faithful and you always give us enough. We have more than enough. Our cup overflows. You have always given us more than we need. Thank you for your faithful provision. Thank you that we will always have what we need as we seek first your kingdom. Please forgive us for worry. Forgive us for fear about our daily needs. You know and you love us and you will take care of us. Lord, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who have debts against us. Lord, we confess our sin. We lay it before you now. That we are miserable failures in anything approaching righteousness. So much sin in this room. Please forgive us. Please have mercy on us, Lord. We don't know what we're doing. 
Even if we think we do, we don't. We don't know how wicked it really is. Thank you that as we confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. Thank you that when we confess, you gladly forgive us. You do not punish the confessor, the one who is honest and repentant. You will not reject the one who asks for mercy and beats his breast. You will justify. Please forgive us. Thank you for your assurance that you will, that you do, that you are happy to do it. We don't have to come to you in guilt and shame, some general unknown sense. We just confess what we know and understand that we did wrong and we return to righteous standing with you. You instantly forgive. Lord, we want to be your holy people, your holy bride. We want to be pure and righteous for you because you deserve a spotless, pure, holy bride. You deserve a church who can sit beside the King of Heaven and be queen. We want to see you and know you, Lord. We want to be the people that we say we are. We want to be the people that you say you've made us to be. Set us free from what binds us. From those besetting sins that so easily entangle us. Father, forgive again. We've asked 172 times before. Forgive us again, please. Lord, the one who confesses and renounces sin, you will never reject. But you do not permit hypocrisy. You do not permit excuses. You do not permit knowing, entertaining sin. Your word says judgment begins with the house of God. So we invite your judgment into this room right now. That those who know they're sinning and hiding it, not confessing it for what it is, Lord, that you would shine a light in that darkness. That this church would be holy and pure before you. That there would be no hypocrisy. That there would be no double-minded, no double standard. No public performance righteousness. But real heart righteousness. Real spiritual purity in this room. In every heart, in every person in this room. Lord, we can't be perfect, but you make us perfect. But we can choose to not hide what we're doing. Expose every hiddenness, every sneaking, every hidden thing. Bring it out in the fear of the Lord so that you can forgive it and set us free. Desire mercy and not sacrifice. Your mercy triumphs over judgment. We ask for the fear of the Lord. Lord, a church in Acts lived in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. May we be a church that lives in both all the time, not choosing one over the other, but the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Lord, forgive us as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lord, we forgive everything we need to forgive right now because we take seriously that you will not forgive us if we hold unforgiveness. 
Lord, we forgive again. We confess unforgiveness and bitterness, selfish judgment, pride against the people around us that we have thought in self-righteousness, that we have held on to pain too long. We let it go in Jesus' name. We give up our demand that it, the other person pay because you already paid. Somebody has to pay. It's a fact, but you already paid. So what was done to us, you will either forgive it or you will judge it. But either way, you will be satisfied and we will be satisfied. So we give you the case. We give you our pain. We give you our offenses. We give you the injustices done against us. And we forgive. And we release grace and mercy on the people that wronged us. Grace and mercy. We ask you to forgive them, Lord. We honestly ask you to forgive them. To write out that case from their story. We give it up. Don't hold this to their account. Lord, we don't care that they pay. You paid, and that is enough. You will take it out on them, or you will forgive them. We trust in you. Remove the bitterness and the poison from our hearts so that we are clean and holy before you, so that we may be forgiven for what we have done. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, we live in a sewer of sin and lies and defilement. This world is so much more full of sin than we know. You are sustaining the entire world in ways we are completely unaware of. Because we deserve to be instantly destroyed for all of our wickedness and blasphemy and disobedience. Even your church, Lord, is affected by the environment that we live in. Deliver us from evil. Lord, set us free from the lies we believe unconsciously just because of the world we live in. From evil forces and evil people and evil ideas. Deliver us from evil. Lord, set us free from politics. We live in a sewer of politics. We need righteous government and we need truth and light in that government, but we do not need politics. This winner-take-all team mentality of insults and hatred and rebellion against authority that the world is full of and it creeps into your church, Lord. And we mock those you've put into authority and we don't respect them. We have a team mentality when at all costs. Forgive us, Lord. Deliver us from evil. Deliver our country from racism, Lord. From whites who hate blacks and blacks who are scared of whites and, and everything else. Lord, remove the people who sell racism, who profit from the current broken system who would divide people according to skin color. Lord, forgive us for being afraid of people who are different. May your church be an instrument of reconciliation and forgiveness, Lord. Every nation, tongue, and tribe, one people in Christ. Lord, set us free from the systems of our 
rebellion and our self-sufficiency that we think will make us perfect. Lord, we have built towers of Babel that we think will be our salvation. Educational and medical systems and financial systems and technological systems that we worship and give our money to, thinking that it will perfect us individually and as a human race. Lord, forgive us for that gross pride. We will never perfect ourselves. There is no such thing as progress. There is only salvation in Jesus Christ. Everything we do just has worse side effects than the problem we try to solve. Forgive us for our fear in thinking that education or medicine or finances or technology will save us from anything. It only creates worse problems. Deliver us from evil, Lord. Or deliver us from blood guilt. Millions of babies flowing down the sewer pipes. Their innocent blood that cries out like Abel's from the ground calling for justice. Lord, our country is hideously guilty of murder and witchcraft, idolatry. Innocent life that has to pay for our selfishness. Even abortion, Lord, is just a branch on the tree of feminism. Kill that tree with all of its roots and its branches, Lord. The sexual revolution, homosexuality, transgender, all of the equalities, it's all feminism. You showed us in your word that equality is the original sin. It was Satan's original sin and it was woman's original sin. To be equal. Lord, may your daughters of your kingdom have Jesus' attitude that he did not consider equality something to be grasped, but he took on the form of a bondservant. Lord, may your daughters fight this lie from hell with extreme peace, with thankfulness and contentment instead of screaming for more, with forgiveness, with submission instead of rebellion. All of its roots and branches, Lord. Forgive our blood guilt. Lord, close every Planned Parenthood building in this entire country. Burn them down. Have an earthquake under each one. Whatever you want to do, you put Dagon on his face and broke his head. Lord, break the head of that God. Crush it, destroy it. May it fall on its face before the ark of God. Not another baby dies. Not another murder. We're the most murderous nation in history. Have mercy, Lord. We don't know what we're doing. Lord, forgive those who did not know what they were doing. Forgive those who have repented. Remove those who sell murder. Judge them, Lord. Remove them from power and influence. Destroy their system. Deliver us from evil. Lord, our sexual sin is incalculable. You said that sexual sin defiles the land. There's never been a nation that is more rebellious and exports more sexual sin than we do. We put it on video and send it around the world. 
And the stats are that most of the people in this room are watching it. Have mercy on us, Lord. We are a mess. We are in more desperate straits than we understand. We have offended a holy God. And it is not okay. We do not justify it. We do not explain it away. We do not excuse it, Lord. It is blasphemy and rebellion to you. Make your people holy, Lord. May we be extremely pure. Radically pure in how we conduct our eyes and our bodies and our time. And the limits we would put on our relationships outside of marriage. Thank you that you will forgive everyone who has confessed. There is no guilt after confession. Lord, break every excuse, every justification, every hidden thing. Bring it into the light. Deliver us from evil. Lord, break the rebellion and the witchcraft that's on our minds. The lies and ideas that we don't even know aren't true. We just live in them. We don't even know. Addictions and overwhelming temptations and feelings and battles we keep losing over and over again. Deliver us from evil, Lord. Forgive us again. Set us free from evil spirits and evil people and evil ideas. Lord, save our children. They're growing up in a world that is exceedingly wicked, that is rebellious against you. And there are 359 wrong directions they can go, and there's only one right and straight and narrow path. Save our children, Lord. You promised that you would. Your word says you will save our children. Save our grandchildren. Save our parents. Lord, give our kids and grandkids forgiveness for what we did or didn't do as we forgive our parents for what they did and didn't do. Restore the devastation of many generations. Rebuild the breaches in the wall, Lord. Repair families. Turn the hearts of the fathers to their sons and the hearts of the sons to their fathers. And the mothers to the daughters and the daughters to the mothers and the daughters to their dads. You alone, Lord, can repair the disastrous mess that we are in. Of broken and intertwined relationships that are an absolute devastation to our kids. Repair that devastation. Bring forgiveness and love in our families. Save our kids Save our neighbors and our co-workers and our classmates at school. Lord, bring revival to this valley. This valley, you cover this valley with the glory of the Holy Spirit like the water covers the sea, Lord. That there would be visitations and dreams and opened eyes and awakenings, Lord. That the seeds that you have planted through the years, water them, Lord, so they sprout to life. Give us a part in that, Lord. Send your laborers into the harvest to bring your grain into your bins. Lord, bring salvation, bring healing, bring freedom from poverty and drugs and broken families and sexual sin. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They're just living for the next thrill and the next purchase and the next drink and the next hit. They don't know what they're doing. Please forgive them. 
forgive us for wasting your time. You said it is an evil son that sleeps through the harvest. We don't want to be asleep while we're supposed to be working. Deliver us from evil, Lord. For those here this morning, Lord, in physical ailment, I ask for you to deliver them from evil, from disease, from pain, lay it down to a sore joint or a headache, Lord. Go in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from evil. Lord, you took 39 stripes on your back that you didn't have to take. You could have just gone to the cross and purchased our eternal salvation, but you took a whipping so that we can be physically healed in this life. By your stripes, we are healed. I speak healing to every body in this room. No unclean thing may come into your temple except that it had to be put to death. It is cursed and put to death. How dare you enter the temple of the Holy Spirit? Our bodies. Lord, forgive us for being afraid of this new virus. You said, do not be afraid of the plague that walks by day or the pestilence that walks by night. You said it will not come near our house. Forgive us for buying in to those that sell fear just to get clickbait. Lord, you commanded us, do not be afraid. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you will raise a standard up against him. This virus is nothing to your blood. It's not even a contest. Lord, teach us to live under the shadow of your wing in the secret place where no pestilence can go. We're going to have to know how to do that. Lord, I ask for you to release healing from what is called autism. The worst health crisis in the history of the world. People in bondage in their own bodies and those parents destroyed hopes for their children and their lives. More people than any other plague in history and growing every day. Release wisdom, understanding, spiritual power for healing for autism, Lord. Deliver us from this evil. Show your miraculous power to recreate bodies and nervous systems and set spirits free. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If that was boring or sleepy to you, you're out of shape. Need some conditioning. Prayer conditioning. I don't say that in judgment of anybody. I, I didn't used to be able to pray that long. and uh, Actually, that was really fast for me. Um, most of y'all don't come to the prayer meeting, so I thought I'd bring the prayer meeting to you this morning. I did mean that to sting a little bit, but mostly just an encouragement. Just a friendly reminder that we do have an hour prayer meeting every Monday night that you are invited to and welcome to attend. I hope you participated with me. I hope you got something out of that even for yourself, um, between you and God. But In the tabernacle in the Old Testament and in the temple that Solomon built, there's an outer court where the altar was where they'd sacrifice all the bulls and the sheep and it was maybe 15 20 feet square across the top and 
it held a lot of animals that were being sacrificed and then burned on the altar. And that was all the sin offerings and other types, but mostly um, the sin offerings. And then past that altar, inside this grand courtyard of the whole complex, there's a wall around it. Um, In the tabernacle days, it was fabric. In the temple days, it was a stone wall. But there's a big wall, so it creates a courtyard. And then there was outside is this gigantic altar where all the barbecue is happening. And then you'd go into the building, the actual tabernacle tent or the temple building, and there was two rooms, the holy place and the back room was the most holy place. The most holy place is where the Ark of the Covenant was with the pillar of fire on top of it, and there was a curtain there and that, that divided the two, and no one was allowed in the Holy of Holies, the, whole, the most holy place, except for one day a year when the high priest would carry lamb's blood in and, and offer it to God in atonement for the sins of the whole nation. But the front room, the priests were in all day, every day, and especially at sunrise and sunset. And there was ceremonies they had to perform with bread and candles and water and things. But the, the main focus of the front room of the temple, where most of the action was happening, is if, if this is the door and outside is the altar where the animal sacrifices are happening and in front of me is the Ark of the Covenant, but I can't see it because there's this really heavy curtain right here that makes sure I don't die when I come into the presence of God. That's the curtain that ripped when Jesus died on the cross. Right? The, the separation is no more. The danger is no more. Jesus atoned for our sin. Hello? But right here in front, the priest had a little altar, 18 inches on top, and about three feet tall, and it's called the altar of incense. And there was a recipe of the incense that was to be burned. It included a little bit of uh, flour, but mostly it was frankincense. And they would put frankincense on the altar at sunrise and at sunset every day, and they would burn that and sing and chant a prayer to God behind the curtain every morning at sunrise, every evening at sunset. It's called the altar of incense. And in Psalms and Revelation, that is identified as our worship and prayer in the new covenant. That our prayers and our worship to God are sweet, fragrant incense in his nose. And and David says, "May, may the lifting of my hands be as the evening sacrifice. And may my song be as incense before you. So, When we, in Christianity, when we sing, when we pray, we are standing at the altar of incense offering God something that He likes very much, that is a sweet fragrance to Him. There are three things God says you never, ever burn on that altar of incense. Number one was you never offer a sin offering on the altar of incense. The altar outside is for that. You don't come into my presence without already having taken care of your sin. Hello? You, you, deal with, you come with Jesus as your sacrifice or you don't come at all because on that altar you cannot pay for sin. You cannot pray or worship enough to make up for your sin. We're not, we're not kissing up to God. We're not earning points. We're not trying to make it up to Him. We cannot worship God to make up for our sin. We pay for that at the altar outside. That's Jesus on the cross. And then we come in just to worship him, not to make something up for our failings. Number one thing you never offer on the altar of incense is a sacrifice for sin. Another thing God says you never offer when you're in praise and worship is leaven, and it's yeast. And in the Old Testament, yeast represents sin. You don't mix sin in with what you're burning in worship 
for me. You deal with your sin before you come in or you don't come in. Jesus said, if you can't fix your relationship before you get to the altar, you leave your gift, which is your worship, and you go and make up the broken relationship and then you come back. It's not God shooing you away. It's just you cannot come in here if you've got unrepentant sin. You don't mix yeast in with my frankincense. The other thing that I just learned this week, God says you cannot offer honey on the altar of incense. No honey on my incense fire. Because when you burn frankincense, it gets more fragrant. But you know what happens when you burn sugar. Burn sugar before? It gets black and it stinks. God says no honey in my fire. What's that? You don't come and be sweet to me to try to get what you want. But then if I burn you, you get all nasty. Hello? You've seen your kids do it. Butter up mom and dad because I want something. But if you don't, if you say no, then all of a sudden it's instant fit. Hello? Because the sweetness wasn't real. It, It didn't pass through the fire. We do not come to God to be sweet and nice and kiss up to him in our worship song hoping that he'll give us what we're asking for. We give him the praise and worship he deserves because he deserves it and that's it. We're not there to try to make up for our failings. We're certainly not allowed to mix sin in with what we're doing. But we're not there to kiss up to him either to try to get something. We just pray. We just worship. Because he deserves it. Amen.